It was a great Lance McCullers day. Whoa, 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 whoa. Sorry. I forgot. He was scratched, but uh, Luis Garcia came in and did his job. Jose Altuve. Wow. What a specimen. He hit two home runs. Then we had uh, Jeremy Pena with his 20th home run of the season and a magic number for the Astros to clinch the overall best record in American League is down to one. Now they control their own destiny. They don't have to wait for the Yankees. We'll talk about this and more on this edition of the Locked on Astros podcast. Hello and welcome to Locked on Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked On Houston Astros, and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Talks Shows. Find the show at Locked On Astros, your team every day. Brett, where can I find you at? They can find me at HM Wheelhouse on Twitter, Instagram, and they can find me at TikTok, and they can find me at Stros411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive, always Stros. All right, guys, thank you for making Locked on Astros podcast your first listen every day, whether it's on YouTube. Make sure you go there and subscribe to us and go and listen to us on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify. And I've been hearing a lot lately about Google Podcasts. Apparently, Google Podcasts is a thing. So if you listen to us there, go ahead and check us out. Make us your first listen every day. So, yeah, this game was something that... A lot of people were expecting the Astros to win with Lance McCullers on the mound, but it was announced right before the game that he was scratched and it was uh, due to an illness. Nothing wrong with him. It's just an illness. So hopefully he'll be fine in a few days, whatever's going on with him. And so Luis Garcia, who has not been used out of bullpen yet, thankfully. So he was able to go and pitch six of great innings he looked like uh he got rid of the uh, dreadlocks or what do you call it and he just looked good out there he had pitched six innings uh, only allowed four hits one run and he had uh, six strikeouts and it looked like he was sending a message like okay all you fools you want to leave me off the playoff roster let me show you what i can do i can do this so what do you think about garcia i loved it i thought it was great i thought he had a lot of action on his um on his cutter he had a lot of great movement, a lot of swing and miss stuff. I think at one point he had 13 swings and misses. I don't know what his final tally was. And, it, I mean, yeah, it's it's the Diamondbacks, but they're still major league hitters. And so you want your pitchers fine-tuning their stuff, especially on a start where they weren't supposed to normally start, and they come in and they do really well today. But – it didn't. It didn't end with Luis Garcia, but it started with Luis Garcia. You know, the way it the way it picked up was with Jose Altuve, and um, we'll get to that here in a second, because he wasn't the only Astro or former Astro who led off a game with the home run tonight, and that may have some playoff implications come ALDS time. But Luis Garcia, Jose Arquiti, Christian Javier, either one of those guys are formidable options, and. If we don't get to it on this show, we'll talk about it soon. Who that fourth starter will be and who the Astros feel like I think matches up the best against the opponent they'll face is who will take the mound. But what's great is no matter who starts, they've got so many other pitchers to come in and reinforce the starter. They can piggyback start. They can bring in a Hunter Brown. The sky's the limit with this team, Eric. I mean, they just won what is this, their 102nd win? 
correct? Yes. They they tied their third best record, I think, all time um, on a season. And this team just crushes baseball. It, it looked like an old Crush City team today. It, it was it was great to see because these games, Eric, I think are easy to be let up games or let down games just because it's the end of the season. They know they got pretty much locked up. But they're out there, they're swinging the bats, and they're trying to do everything they can to continue to put the pedal to the metal. Uh, Luis Garcia had 12 swing and misses in this game, and he was throwing in the mid-90s, and his stuff looked great. If you're looking at his, um, like all his pitches, he was throwing an average 94.7. His max on his fastball was 97.2. His average on his cutter was 85.3, max 87.3. His changeup, his average was 85.2, and 87.7 was his max. So he just looked like overall, like he just had um, a lot of energy. He hasn't pitched in about a week or more than a week. So he just looked like he was going out there and he was just, he had a game plan and he really wanted to show to Dusty Baker, Hey, don't forget about me. I'm here. I know you got all these other arms for the rotation, all the other arms for the bullpen, but I can still get the job done. And that's what he did. And then we also had something that um, I wasn't expecting to see. We had Hunter Brown come in and pitch only one inning. And that was something interesting because then Phil Maton came in and pitched two innings. So I I wonder if they're trying to transition Hunter Brown into being a one inning reliever versus a uh, multi inning reliever. So does that mean that Christian Javier's role could be possibly in the bullpen or Luis Garcia, would he be going to a bullpen in the playoffs? There's so many mental games going in with some of these decisions. Yeah, I don't I don't know that I would read into necessarily um like this being a determining factor whether he does multiple innings or one inning. I think Hunter Brown gives you value if you feel like you need him to eat up multiple innings in a single game, you know he can do that. If you need him to come in for one inning He's proven he can do that. And so they are looking at different aspects, and there's so many different aspects to look at this. It is literally a chess match out there. And, you know, I know Lance McCullers wasn't feeling well, but I know there's all this speculation. Well, maybe Lance McCullers isn't, isn't, isn't really not feeling well. But then again, I was listening to 790 and Dusty Baker's interview by Matt Thomas, and he had heard about it on his way to the stadium. And so apparently there was something there. Hopefully it's nothing long-term. Maybe it's, you know, a stomach bug or something where he's only out for a couple games. But did, did you see the picture of Michael Brantley smiling in the dugout at the Astros game? Did you see that he was actually there at the stadium? Yeah, uh, he was there. Um, like they showed him um, on camera before game yeah. in the dugout and everything. Does that mean he's actually coming back this season? Probably not. But no. But uh, I think his presence, though. Yeah, right. His I presence mean, there, there is. Yeah, his presence will be valuable if he's able to participate at, on the bench during the playoffs. And I think that would be a big time um, could contribute, uh, big time asset for the Astros during the playoffs. But um, to kind of uh, piggyback off what uh, a lot of people are wanting to kind of talk about right now is the big news of the day, which is Alvarez. So what happened in the uh, first inning was Alvarez actually beat the shift. A lot of people, I mean, everybody was shifted over to the right side of the field, which most people do against Alvarez. And so he went ahead and hit the ball uh, very weakly, but it went 
to where the third baseman normally was. And when he did that, that little swing, he kind of tweaked and rolled his uh, left ankle. And so the Astro, he stayed in. He actually had one more plate appearance after that. And did he get a hit in the last, uh, the other plate appearance or did he get out? Uh, no, no, he actually uh, struck out in the other plate appearance, but he made one more plate appearance before the Astros took him out. They took him out with what they described at first was right ankle discomfort. And then everybody's like, wait, um, Astros, um, we saw left ankle discomfort because the ankle went. So um, definitely that then the Astros clarified and said he had left ankle discomfort. So Dusty Baker did address it after the game. And they said that x-rays were negative and he hopes that he'll be available in a couple of days. So he's definitely not going to be playing tomorrow. And so maybe he'll be back in the lineup on Friday, but my guess is that they're going to take it easy with him. I'm actually surprised as close as they are to the postseason. Why leave him in that game in the first place? Yeah. It just makes no sense. It's like maybe not going to into the game without the right type of, um, thing to get your game ready if you know where i'm going brett to get the game on so <laughs> let's talk a little bit about bluetooth wow yeah well <laughs> after that transition we definitely need a bluetooth because sometimes you just can't get it going and you know as the air is getting cooler the breeze is getting stiffer and that's not the only thing getting stiff these days um or that needs help getting stiff. The guys at Ruluchu know that confidence can make your life far more easier. And it's especially true in the bedroom, especially when it's time to step up to the plate. That's where Bluetooth comes in. Bluetooth is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients that Viagra and Cialis do, but in chewable tablets and for the fraction of the cost. The process is simple. You sign up to Bluetooth.com, consult with one of one of their licensed medical providers. And once you are approved, you receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. Bluetooth tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped directly to your door in discreet packaging. With Bluetooth, men everywhere excited to see the postman. That's right, because when their package has arrived, that means their package has arrived. They say there's nothing more appealing than confidence. And Bluetooth can help you with that. So what I want you to do, is try Blue Chew for free when you use a promo code locked on at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping at bluechew.com, promo locked on to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for details and more important safety information. We thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. All right. Guy Webster says that no, Alvarez needs to play. Okay. Well, did y'all see him hobbling? Yes, he stayed in game, but. In that situation, so close to the playoffs, you play you, you play the the you play it easy, yes, sir. Go ahead. Yes, teacher, can I say something? Sure. <laughs> Jordan Alvarez has nothing to prove at this point. Right. You know he can hit. You know he's a monster at the plate. You know what you're getting. You got the Phillies that may be coming in and they may be hard charging, finding, trying to, and I don't I don't know that they can uh go in front of the Padres, but they're not that far behind the Padres from the number two spot. That plays a difference in where they play in the bracket on their side. And so, right, am I right? Are the Phillies not charging for a certain playoff position? 
The bottom line is this. You've got a team coming in that I think might still have some things to play for. I just don't know, like, why why are we going to risk Jordan Alvarez? I mean, can we talk about the Hensley hammer? Can we talk about David Hensley hitting his first Major League home run and how awesome that is? Hensley, McCormick, Mancini, all these guys getting their time out there in the field and getting extra at-bats. I mean, if Hensley is possibly going to play on this playoff roster, Eric, Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you go ahead and put him in there and let Jordan Alvarez rest? Give him some pinch hit at bats. Give him some late inning at bats or something like that. But there's no need to put him in harm's way. Let him get to the playoffs healthy. Let the Astros get to the playoffs healthy. And let's not jeopardize this run because Jordan Alvarez is important. But what I like tonight about Jose Altuve is not his home runs. is his number. It's his goal is a 900 OPS. I mean, this guy, Eric, has, he's climbing the leaderboards in the most seasons with 200 hits in in an Astros uniform. And he continues to do things that other players just simply haven't done in Astros uniform. And he tied George Springer for all time, lead off home runs tonight. And then George Springer also hit a home run and brought himself closer to the top of the all-time leadoff home run board. So, so many storylines that we have creeping into the postseason, and we wonder which one will they be, and do the Astros want some storylines to continue or end by the time they get to the ALDS? Uh, were you saying the Padres are going after the uh, the second-best no, record? the Phillies were going after the second wild-card spot. Is that correct? Oh, okay. All right, I see what you're saying. So, yes, uh, the Phillies are. Yeah, they're still playing for the. No, the, um, yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah, because if they win their their last few games, I think they can jump into the number two wild card spot right, over right. the Padres. Okay. So that's what I'm saying. Like you've got a team coming in playing for something. So I don't. I don't want a guy pitching high and inside the Jordan. I don't want a guy going low and inside hitting his foot. I don't want. I don't need Jordan legging out an infield single. I don't think right. Jordan Alvarez trying to slide into second and bang his knee up. Like, and I've been the guy that said play Jordan the most, but right now it's so crucial. If you don't have to play him, don't freaking play the guy. Yeah, definitely rest him tomorrow. See how he's doing on Friday. And if you need to play him, play him at DH. Don't put him in outfield right now because the way he looked running to first base, that did not look good. And so that's all I have to say. But Dusty Baker seems to feel like he's going to be okay. Like I said, x-rays were negative, And hopefully he'll be better in a couple of days. So we just have to hope that the team that doesn't know the difference between left and right, they know what they're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, well, it's like I, I remember years ago I had a student um, who, had, who had knee surgery. And the doctors literally have you right this knee operate on this knee and they have you right on the other knee do not write on this knee and and i i asked them i said why why did you do that they said because doctors have literally you know guys that you know doctors that do orthoscopic or different type of surgeries they do so many surgeries they're in and out of surgical rooms so much that they have patients do that because if you've got 20 30 surgeries back to back to back you can mess that up and it is kind of funny that they got the discomfort wrong with just something about the word. Can we come up with a different buzzword in the medical field or in the Astros medical field than discomfort? That's the Astros. 
Just say he's got a sore left ankle. What's the difference between sore and discomfort? I get it. I was in administration at one time when when it comes to safety. Um, in the, it's very in vague. The, well, it is. And it actually allows you, whenever you have an employee uh-huh. that gets injured on the job and you say back discomfort, if you say they hurt their back, you say they injured their back, the legal language flows. But that's because of workman's comp and everything. This isn't workman's comp. This is just kind of a lame, like, oh, we don't really want to tell you what it is. You know, just say he tweaked his ankle. Just say, you know what? He rolled his ankle. It's sore. He's going to be out for a couple of days. Quit using the word discomfort. It's really annoying. All right. So let's move on. So the Astros um, had a rookie hit his first home run today. That was David Hensley. And then uh, Alex Bregman followed with a home run. So it seems like Alex Bregman is always a part of the back-to-back duel there. And so you had another picture. So first it was Jeremy Pena. Uh, then it was Alvarez, I believe, again. And now it's back to now it's David Hensley. So David Hensley, like you said, is playing for a spot on the playoff roster. And uh, there's the, all the talk we talked about yesterday about Jake Myers or um, on Sunday on Jake Myers possibly being on the playoff roster if he does come up. But uh, David Hensley is trying to say, I deserve a spot. And uh, <laughs> after he came in today uh, for Alvarez, he had two hits, three RBIs. He's batting 296, and Altuve uh, with his three hits today and two RBIs. With um, he had two home runs and uh, two double, sorry, one double, and then he had four runs scored. He's batting th- 298 on the season. So Altuve's on fire, and then you had Jeremy Pena batting second. He went, he had two hits today. Batting 249, his OPS is back up to uh, 700. So it's creeping back up to respectability. But also, not only to mention, he hit his 20th home run of the season. And that puts him up with an elite crowd. And this, these are the Astros rookies who have hit 20 home runs in their um, rookie season. George Springer, Carlos Correa, Jordan Alvarez, Lance Berkman, Glenn Davis, and Jeremy Pena. That's a that's an all-star lineup, and that's a lineup, Eric, that stretches across generations. That is a generational list. And as much flack that Jeremy Pena has taken over the course of the season where he's had his highs and his lows, Jeremy Pena has fit in this clubhouse admirably on the field. The camaraderie he has with Altuve and the other players, the belief that the pitchers have being right behind him, because that shortstop position is key. And... You love to see that. Jeremy Pena has deserved every ounce of credit that he gets, and he's a selfless player. He, he may not be the best head-first slider in the home plate, but he hit 20 home runs, and for a rookie, that's huge. And that is a great list to be a part of, and you know that he's the type of player that's going to be like, wow, that's amazing. But you know what's more important? Us getting back to the World Series. Oh, by the way, David Hensley did get his ball back that um, he hit for his first home run. So that's a good momento. A lot of players don't get their home runs back because the fans keep it. But in this case, he got to keep it back. He got to get it back. So that was awesome. Um, The magic number is down to one. uh, And Stromy was able to talk to Astros media and before the game. And they treated him like royalty because why not? He came and led the Astros pitching staff to a World Series, to multiple um, playoffs, uh, to within outs of the World Series, and it's just a winning World Series. So it's just great to see 
uh, him come back, but he also left um, uh, the Astros in good hands with Miller as well as uh, Murphy. So yeah. definitely uh, he had some good things to say about that. But um, uh, so I think the Astros pitching, it wasn't all on Strom, but I think Strom kind of set the kind of what the uh, the culture of the pitching staff and what Miller and Murphy are just kind of um, doing what Stromy kind of put in place. And they're right. who who knows? Maybe they're even doing it better than Stromy did. Well, right. Well, um, Oz Campo was interviewed. I don't know if you saw the interview pregame or on the bases loaded when they when they talked to him about Brent Strom's indelible mark and how Brent Strom would come down to the Dominican where they were having their pitching workouts. And that's when you had a young Valdez, a Javier, a Garcia, guys that were developing. And he said, you never see major league pitching coaches go to the minor league camps and work with their pitchers. He really did a number with Garcia, with Valdez, with Javier, and was key in making these young men into major league pitchers sooner rather than later, because right. you had the 2020 season where you had to have them. You had, I mean, I mean, even Brendan Belak showed flashes of brilliance in that year. And that was a lot to do with Strom, but I think you said it appropriately. Yes. Strom was instrumental. Strom was the architect of this pitching staff and he did it admirably, but he also knew the value of the guys that they still have in Miller and Murphy. And that's the main reason why he left. But what I loved today was the emotion he showed in the dugout. He was literally in tears. Like he couldn't even hold himself together because he had such close ties to this team with his heart. And and you can tell he put his everything into and he said you know my most memorable moment was when i got to lift her up when i got to lift that trophy up and the the diamondbacks um commentators even talked about it and said you know he was here when the astros won the world series in 2017 and they left it at that they didn't say anything else they didn't add any caveat they didn't make any snide remarks they respected it why because they respect respect brent strong yeah, so we'll go ahead and go over some of his quotes in a second. But you know what? Um, I got my playoff tickets today. I don't know about you, but if you're not able to actually get out to the game, the next best best option is go watch at NASA, uh, Hooters of NASA. They have great wings, great brews, and don't forget about the world-famous Hooters girls. That's right. You can go there, watch Astros playoff games with a whole bunch of Astros fans. Just imagine being there when Jose Altuve hits the leadoff home run or maybe even the walk-off home run uh, like he did off a Roldis Chapman. But just imagine Hooters of NASA, just everything with the great wings. Like Brett loves the honey chipotle, buffalo wings and fries. I like the Three Mile Islands. What's your favorite um, wings over at uh, Hooters? So come see what all the hoot is about is at Hooters. So come enjoy Happy Hour, or should we say Happy Hour specials, Monday through Friday, 3 to 6 p.m. Um, so many drink specials, uh, so many to list, but uh, just go there and see. Don't forget about Thursday Thursday specials with drink specials all day. So come hang out where the lockdown boys like to hang out and watch the Astros with great grub and brews. Ask them what their featured beers are on tap and tell them that the lockdown Astros boys sent you by. And if you do, if you mention, say, 
Eric and Britt sent us by, then they'll give you a free basket of fried pickles. That is Brett's recommendation. So that is your prize for mentioning us. So go there to the Hooters of NASA off I-45 and go ahead and ask for Rosie as well and ask her why she has not worn black socks since October 26, 2005. But go check them out and um, go. And you may see us there watching some playoffs games. So um, with that, let's get back to uh, this talk. So yeah, Strami was um, talking up a lot of good things about the past playoffs and uh, he said that, um, I mean, Astros, of course, did the tribute video to him. And uh, Dusty Baker presented Brent Strom with the uh, 2021 ALCS ring. And Brent Strom said, I grew up with these guys. A lot of my success is owed to them. That was kind of a weird way of him saying, I grew up with these guys when he's actually an <laughs> old guy. But I know what he means. Like, he started off. Uh, as an unknown guy, but then he kind of got made his name through a lot of these pitchers. And so yeah. I see, see what he said there. Yeah. And he, you know, he has that, you know, right before you continue on, he had success in St. Louis with their pitchers. And I, I remember him saying on a podcast with um, Colin McHugh, he says, you know, nobody thinks you're a great pitching coach until the pitching staff you're working with actually does something great. Right. And I remember him saying that, and he's, he's always just been a regular guy. I, I, I've had a, I had two different conversations with him just on the sidelines when we were getting autographs and I always love talking to him. He's a regular guy. Um, sometimes when, when he goes on the mound, Eric, he talks to the pitchers, not even about what they're doing. It's like, Hey, so what'd you have for dinner last night? And just totally like gets them out of the moment. And, and that was his ability to get the players to focus back on their task. Right. So uh, on the 2022 Astros, he said, obviously with the offense they had, the defense is stellar. It's just an all around great team and I'm pulling for them. It's kind of weird. He didn't mention the pitching, but um, but he also said that the guy that surprised him most on the pitching staff is Brian Abreu. And I think Brian Abreu has kind of surprised everybody because of how good he is. So he said that. um he is actually rooting for the Astros. And um, so even though he's not part of the Astros, as the Astros go to playoffs, because Diamondbacks are not going to be in playoffs this year, he's going to be rooting for them. He said that uh, when the, when Alex Bregman and Carlos Correa joined the Astros, it changed the entire culture of the organization. And he also um, kind of gave some props to Jeff Luno. He said, really, he's the architect of the whole thing. He's kind of the front guy, but I've never forgot him. And on Justin Verlander, he said nothing surprised me about him. He kind of like went for it, uh, went for a car that the alignment was a little bit off and got realigned. <laughs> and now he's as good as he's ever been. He's probably going to win the Cy Young Award, deservedly so. So this is a guy that still respects the Astros. And uh, he spent so long of, of his coaching career with the Houston Astros. So I'm glad to see that he's happy over there with, um, with the Dimebacks and Zach Gallen is having a great season. Hopefully the, the Astros torch him for like seven runs tomorrow and kind of inflate his ERA and his uh, Cy Young chances. Cause I, no mercy uh, as Cobra no Kai mercy sweep the leg. That's right. Sweep <laughs> the leg, you know, Yes, and say, but I can take this guy, sweep the leg, Mr. Lawrence. So, yes, and I want to see more Hensley hammers. I want to see more home runs. I want to see this David Hensley, Eric, 
I know we've been talking about, I think I just saw recently Myers is hitting like 640, 634 in the last few games or something. He's been hot the last couple games or three games or whatever. But David Hensley could be a surprise addition to this lineup and could be someone who goes in there who just he has no clue that he's supposed to be a rookie and overmatched and not be comfortable at the plate and struggle and go over 15. He's had success every time he's got up there. You know what I'm saying? And and I know the playoffs is the best of the best. I know you're getting the best of every team. But Hensley's tools play very well in this team. Not only his hitting, his glove, his speed. I love him in there helping out. And he could be your Derek Fisher. He could be your minor player role guy who comes in for the speed, for the walk-off and stuff like that. So, again, there's so many things to think about going into the postseason with not only the position players but the pitchers and who's going to be the fourth starter and who they're going to leave off and who are they going to put on the roster. But it was great to see Strami come back. It was great to see the tribute video. Oh, and get this, Alex Bregman's home run was caught and dropped by Rosie from Hooters. She sent me a text. She goes, no, that wasn't me dropping Alex Bregman's home run. I said, wait, was that you? And she goes, um, yep, that was me. Rosie nearly caught Alex Bregman's home run tonight, and apparently she dropped it. So I wanted to tell her, good try, kid. Get him next time. (laughs) All righty. So definitely um, we got to give her some slack for that. But um, a lot of people are talking about, well, we thought the roof was supposed to be open, and the Astros addressed it um, before the game. They said, well, uh, it's it's unseasonably warm weather out there, so we decided to close the roof. And so a lot of people were saying, well, the roof is having a d- roof discomfort, so that's why they had to close it. So <laughs> that was Yeah, I saw that. No, you know, I literally saw three different tweets where someone said, roof open, say less. <laughs> like, I'm going to the game. And then they closed the roof. But it was beautiful this morning. If you guys are in the southeast Texas or Louisiana or you're in the south, and I mean, it got cooler all of a sudden. Um, wow, good job. I, I do want to say this. As we're recording this, there is a major hurricane bearing down on the Tampa area, on Florida. And we just want those listeners, because I know we have listeners in the Tampa area and Florida. We hope that you guys stay safe. We hope that you guys were able to evacuate, to board up, that all your belongings that can be spared are spared. And so our thoughts and prayers go with you from Locked on Astros. Please stay safe in Florida. All of Florida, that's my home state. Um, we're, we are thinking of you in these next 24 to 48 hours. Uh, definitely. And uh, that looks like a pretty dangerous hurricane that's uh, going there. So, uh, yeah, so stay safe out there. Any Astros fans or any other Astros fans and uh, Rays fans, uh, we're supporting. We're wishing you good luck and uh, Marlins fans out there, too. So uh, definitely uh, I, to go off the roof being closed, uh, some other news is that the Grass is all new out there in Min Maid Park. So they it looks it's all playoff ready. So hopefully no more concerts out there before the playoffs. So have they already had the Lady Gaga concert? Yes. Okay, okay. So Lady Gaga's done. We got new grass. Here comes the playoff. And you know, would it be like the Astros? Oh, we announced a a recurring of such and such tour. No, that's look, I knew they would get that done by then. <laughs> Yeah, but keep keeping that grass out there, dude. Like in shape, is definitely a task. It is. It is not easy. It's not simply like watering your lawn 
I mean, it takes a lot of time and effort, and they they do put some good time into it. And dude, I can't wait for the ALDS, man. I still can't believe the ALDS. I mean, they the wild card is three games in one place. Yeah, like if you're the lower seed, you're kind of like, oh. I mean, if you win that series, you've got some major like moxie going into the ALDS for sure. Okay, so definitely uh, looking forward to tomorrow's game. Tomorrow's game is going to be a seven ten start, and it's going to be Zach Allen, who's actually going for the Cy Young in American League. He's twelve and three with a two point forty six ERA. Justin Verlander, of course, is going for the uh, Cy Young in American League. He's seventeen and four with a one point eighty two ERA. So this could be a. I mean, I know we always say this, but this could be a pitcher's duel where it's like a one to nothing game. I know I talked to Millard last night and he said that, Oh, I can see um, Furlander giving up two runs and um, that's all gallon will need to win the game. And I'm like, uh, Verlander is not going to give up two runs against the Diamondbacks offense, but uh, we'll yeah. see. No, you know, and I, it was funny. Like I love Millard. Millard's a great guy. And I, I believe I'm going to be on his show tomorrow. But he was really talking down the Astros and hoping the Astros would lose, and I get it. But you know what? He's a locked-on Diamondbacks guy, so he's he's got to back his dudes, right? Um, I, I I really just these these last few games, I want to see Mancini get a lot of at-bats. I want to see Vas- Vasquez. Please put Vasquez in. Please pitch Vasquez. Please give him some reps. Don't let him go into the playoffs cold. And, for, I mean – there's no need. Look, I know Martin Maldonado got the pink hairdo thing going. Like, I was like, what in the world is this? Like, his daughter that, picked it out, by the way. That was extreme. Well, I, I just didn't know what was going on. I saw his hair and I was like, oh my gosh, Martin Maldonado's lost his mind. But it was, you know, it was kind of cool. Um, but man, give Christian Vasquez some more starts before, like, he's only got what, like, th- what, three games left after this? Four games? Yeah. Uh, no, oh no, we've got we've got one more against the Diamondbacks, and we got three three so against seven. the Rays. Oh, so okay, seven seven, wow, yeah. I need. So we got to go five to two to reach one hundred and seven wins. I think they can do that, but I think Vasquez needs to be in there at least four or five of those games. If if I'm being honest, I think Martin needs the rest before the playoffs. But then again, Martin is the engine that never stops, and so he, he may almost homered today. He almost almost today, he almost homered, and if he it, would have, they would have been eighteen and zero. Well, that was homered. according to Todd Callis. Todd Callis was like, "Oh, it looks like it's oh, never mind." <laughs> Todd Todd Callis, I love Todd Callis. Awesome, excellent professional, but he does at times. Now, where he's sitting, I think at times it's tough to see where that ball is going. I remember watching Jeremy Pena's walk off home run, his first career walk off home run. It was a laser, and it did. It looked like it was going to be a double. Yeah. I was like, I, st- I remember standing up and my son and I going, is that ball going over? Oh my gosh, the ball went over. Like it was like that. So I think it's a tough call from where they're sitting, but he does tend to get really excited. I'm like, oh, like I have to be watching because if I listen to it, I'm like, no. Anyways. Uh, yeah. So the Astros had a lot of home runs tonight. They uh, took care of business. I believe they had five home runs. Wasn't it five home runs? So uh, they, they took care of business. Um, their magic number is one. Uh, they have one more game against the Diamondbacks. And then uh, as soon as they clinched that over, top overall seed, then um, you would think that they would try to rest players. They may. 
Uh, they're also trying to set up their pitching rotation for what they want in the ALDS, especially with the off days. But they're also trying to set not they're trying to chase, ch- chase that best record. Um, they're trying to set either tie the 2019 record with one of seven, or maybe even if they go six and one, they can t- create a new record. And uh, they can. So. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know that I want them to go undefeated the rest of the way. I don't, I don't like a like a winning streak going to the playoffs like right. that. Eight, nine, ten games. It just, I, it's something I don't like about it. But this team, Eric, is built for October. This team is built for the long haul. This team has seven starters. This team has players that can step in in a pinch hit at bat and do all kinds of damage. The league is on notice, and the Astros are coming, and they are not weary. They are just getting started. Let's go, man. Let's freaking get to the postseason, please. Let's do it now. Alrighty, so that's all we got for this edition of the Lockdown Astros podcast. Make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube. Make sure you make us your first listen on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Wherever you listen to your podcasts, make us your first listen. And my name is Eric Heisman, and he is Brett Chancy. We are the Lockdown Astros podcast, your team every day. Go Astros.